Welcome to another episode of Game Chat with Born and We're back, episode 140. We're going to be talking about news in the gaming front. Now, it has been a couple of weeks. Usually, I do the week's best news, but uh, this is going to encompass more than one week, although these stories are only a week old. Did that confuse you? It probably should. First story we're going to talk about... <laughs> We're going to talk about Overwatch 2 now. If you watch Game Chat 1 episode 139, you're probably tired of it because I went on a rant. Your boy went on a rant, a rant, a rant, a rant. I had a lot of feelings and emotions pent up and I let him go. I, I had, I, boy, there was some anger up in there. But this next story has to do with kind of a follow up story and it has to do with Overwatch 2's story missions. One of the outcomes of the last uh, story we talked about where they canceled PVE. Blizzard said that they still were going to do some PVE content. And I was just like, yeah, what, whatever. It's just going to be whatever. It was whatever. I was, I was mad. But this uh, story mode mission stuff that they're calling it uh, has been confirmed to cost money. Additional money. That's right. This story over on GameSensor.com says Overwatch 2 story missions to be sold separately sparking controversy amongst players that's right blizzard's highly anticipated sequel to popular team-based shooter overwatch 2 has made headlines yet again this time is because it was revealed that the game's story missions will cost money the first three story missions will cost 15 dollars to unlock for players which has upset and disappointed some fans i wonder why they're upset I wonder why. Maybe because when they bought Overwatch 2 initially, uh-oh, he's getting on that soapbox. Oh, no. Maybe when they bought Overwatch 2 to begin with, that they were under the impression that man, there was going to be some PvE involved. And uh, a lot of that stuff was... They didn't know they were going to have to shell over more money on top of the money that they already spent on the game. You know, maybe they thought it was going to be free included. Man, that was a long shot. But maybe... Who knows what they thought? But anyway, PvE's canceled, but... The, the the little baby PvE that we're going to be giving you that you used to get for free in uh, Overwatch 1, yeah, we're going to charge you $15 for it. I'm going to go out on a limb and say I'm biased. I, I, I really don't care if Overwatch were to fall into an ocean and never come up again right now. That's how much this game means to me right now. So uh, if those of you out there who are still playing it and enjoying it and, and hope it to be successful, I, I applaud your, your loyalty. But... This is about as dead as a game could get for me. This is this is just beating 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 the 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 box. If you've got the Overwatch box on the ground and it's it's dead and it's burnt to a crisp, you got a you've got a, a hammer and you've got a an axe and you've got a, another bludgeoning object and you just continue to end it. You're just continuing to hit it. It's dead, Jim. Stop. Stop. Check it out over on GameSensor.com. Overwatch 2 is going to be charging $15 for their story mode stuff. For our next story, we're going to be talking about Steam. Steam. Steam is the PC gamers love, love the Steam. It's PC gamers' best tool, apparently, that everybody loves. This is where our, we store our libraries and we have our communities. Uh, we buy games primarily on Steam, even though there's competition out there. Um, and... I'll admit, Steam software is getting dated. It's, it's getting very dated. And uh, we, we go through a lot of updates, especially those of us who have opted into the beta. But it doesn't seem like a whole lot has changed overall. Until now, the story over on Ars Technica talks about Valve has finally given Steam its biggest update and redesign in years. And it is massive. It is 
you're definitely going to notice this update. Most Steam updates are just like, okay, they did something under the hood, whatever. It, it That doesn't matter. But now this one is huge. And I don't know if I like it or not. This is a lot of change for, for one, one, one go, man. Um, they've had a lot of stuff. And one of, one of the biggest features is that they have this new overlay where you can pin windows and they have this new notepad option where you can take notes and pin the and pin the notepad on top of your game while you play so the steam overlay is getting a big big overhaul also the new library view some filters have been updated and uh, it just looks better overall it's got better fonts um but one thing i didn't like about it is that it kind of wiped my settings like i had some filters already set up i already had some stuff going and i had to redo all of that and i'm still in the process of doing redoing all of that so i kind of got to learn this whole new thing the yeah. valve says the most impactful changes are actually under the hood the company's developers put effort into achieving greater consistency between how things work in steam for desktop the tv oriented big picture mode and steam deck this code base overhaul means that new features that come to the desktop version of steam can simultaneously ship on steam deck with minimal effort so they were they were definitely motivated by the Steam Deck, and also there's some Mac and Linux parity that they wanted to get on as well. So this is a big, big update for Steam. If you're if you're using Steam, you probably already noticed this, unless you just haven't updated. I know for me, it made me update. I didn't have a choice, um, but I am on the uh, I'm on the beta. Actually, I did have a choice. I, I just I'm so used to clicking OK when it pops up. I don't even think twice about Steam updates. Maybe I should revisit that. This is a wake up call. Maybe I should stop just giving Valve permission to give me their latest because it might break everything and then i can't play battle bit that'd be awful check the story out over on arstechnica.com they got the details valve gives steam his biggest update redesign in years and for our next story we're gonna talk about final fantasy 16 final fantasy 16 new game plus mode in game and difficulty modes detailed if you've been following the news or if you have a ps5 you probably know that the final fantasy 16 demo is oot and it is turning heads people who were kind of you know mediocre like eh, this is eh, i'm kind of into it you know these people are now going game of the year game of the year final fantasy 14 16 game of i don't remember the name game of the year game then they're, they're screaming game of the year for a demo that's that's how good it is to a lot of people uh, I obviously haven't played it because I don't have a PS5. Why would I have a PS5? I'm just, I'm just one. I don't need a PS5. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it's been getting a lot of news. But this story right here over on Twixted Vassal talks about some of the new information that has come out. Now, if you don't want spoilers, fast forward to the next story. You should have a link to click the next story. There are a little bit of spoilers on what's going to be included in some of the end games. So here's what they are. Uh the difficulty modes are in Final Fantasy are going to be as follows. There's going to be a story-focused mode recommended for those who want to enjoy the story without the hassle of mastering the combat system. Now, this is common for a lot of games out there that have like a really easy mode where you just basically press one button and it takes you through the combat and you just want to get to the next cutscene. So that's common. The next difficulty is called action focus. And this is as evident as the name. If you want to take advantage of the, the full advantage of combat, this mode is recommended and then they talk about new game plus and this is something that i think some people didn't know what they were going to do here they say replay the game in final fantasy mode uh with the data carried over from the previous playthrough in this mode the level cap is raised to 100 i have no idea what it is initially but enemies are far from far more powerful to aid in your journey the legendary ultimate weapon is available for crafting 
after starting, you will you will be unable to switch over to story or action focused mode. So you're locked in to New Game Plus. I thought that was pretty interesting. They got the screenshot of it right there. That's, I looks that, that is pretty interesting. Also, regarding in-game content, it says the New Game Plus mode is not the only thing that will be available in the game. There is plenty of in-game content that is unlocked once you beat the game. After you beat the game, you unlock an arcade mode at the Arate Stone. It will allow you to get a score in the levels and feature them on a leaderboard to see how you compete against others. Competition. In my Final Fantasy, what, what year is this? You can also use the replay mode to go through the stages again. I, I like that a lot. I like being able to go through specific stages again. That's a Final Fantasy XIV feature, by the way. Yoshi P, you made me proud. Well, I'm telling you. A new mode will be unlocked after beating the game called Kronos Icon Hard Mode, which will get you more time for each enemy defeated. So this is a, this is some good content, man. This is some good stuff. Good stuff. New game plus mode, the difficulties. Uh, if you're looking forward to Final Fantasy XVI, I may have called it Final Fantasy XIV a couple times out of habit, but if you're looking forward to this game, it's going to be coming out very soon. Uh, the demo is available to download right now, so you can check it out. Um, and I have seen the demo being played, and I'm impressed. Mostly by the music. I mean, Soken's a mad genius anyway, but the music just looks incredible. It's just crazy good on how good uh, that, that stuff is. I'm telling you, man. Check it out. Twisted Box has a story. You can read it for yourself. And for our final story, we're going to talk about Todd Howard and Starfield. And... If you missed uh, some of the reveals that they had at the Xbox event, I didn't cover that on Game Chat one, but at the Xbox Microsoft event, they had a huge, huge, huge unveiling of Starfield. And Starfield is Bethesda's new RPG based in space. It's massive. The, the, the reveal made me excited for it. And the only thing I can come up with, I just kept saying, please be stable. I don't want this to be buggy. Just please be stable so I can enjoy this, but it looks very good. But one thing that caught my eye as a former Elite Dangerous player and uh, someone who's interested in Star Citizen is that they're going to be talking about the thousand plus planets that are going to be included. Because if you've ever played Elite Dangerous, if you've played Star Citizen, you know that there's a possibility that some of these planets that they name that you can land on may be barren. They may not be anything on them. And uh, this is what Todd Howard is addressing in this uh, PC Gamer dot com article uh this is the full quote he says uh, of the 1000 planets the landscape's pretty much all procedural procedural we make we kind of make these large kilometer sized tiles we've generated that sounds like the outlaw if you ask me which then get wrapped around the planet to create the game's 1000 plus proc gen wonderlands but fret not because Howard was quick to add that Starfield still has more handcrafted content than any game we've done. He didn't give out hard numbers, but Starfield apparently has more handcrafted content than Skyrim and Fallout 4 combined just in dialogue. Well, I don't care about dialogue, but he goes on. As we get into locations and art and everything, continue Howard, we've done more of it than we've ever done. Well, that's encouraging. Uh, some people... PC gamer staff, they want them to be barren, which I don't understand. But someone who, like me, who's coming from Elite Dangerous, I know how these planets can get very samey. And I was really excited when Elite Dangerous came out with these updates where they, they really updated the planet surfaces and the, the terrain and the textures and stuff just to give it a little bit more flavor. So if you've got a thousand plus planets and No Man's Sky will tell you, if you've got a thousand plus planets and 900 of them look the same, players aren't going to be impressed. 
So hopefully this handcrafted content and their proc gen stuff is going to be good enough to 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 basically persuade the Elite Dangerous No Man's Sky uh, Star Citizen player that this is good because that's going to be the primary the the primary audience. Those three games, the, the space sim community is all over this. Now you're gonna have some you're gonna have some some Fallout people. You're gonna have some some uh, some 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 Skyrim people come over like, hey, let's try this space game. The Space Sim crowd is all over this. So if they impress the Space Sim crowd with these a thousand planets with their proc gen, then that would be an, that would be a huge achievement. And if it's bug, if it's not buggy, because if you're into if you're into Space Sims, you know that these games can be very very buggy. I'm looking at you, Star Citizen. I'm looking at you, Elite Dangerous. They can be very very buggy, ruining the experience. And coming from Bethesda, who has made Fallout's and Skyrim. Kind of got a reputation for being buggy. So let's hope that it's not. Over on PC Gamer, they got the article over there. You can check it out. Todd Howard says the thousand plus proc gens are not going to be boring, dead, and or something else. And that concludes episode 140 of Game Chat. Well, thank you so much for coming by. I hope you enjoyed the show. We're going to be doing another one next week around the same time, same station. You can subscribe to this channel if you want to see more uh, more content, whether you're watching on Spotify, whether you're watching on YouTube, you can check it out and see what's going on in the last week in gaming news. I'm really excited to be doing Game Chat 1 again. I love podcasting, as you can probably tell. Uh, this is how I got my start. I did a lot of podcasting early on. If you guys didn't know that, this is what I was doing when you guys probably weren't even on the computer. I was making podcasts, talking about gaming and tech and stuff. But I enjoy myself so much doing this. So thanks so much for watching. And I also want to thank my patrons at patreon.com slash wanna thank you so much for being awesome. These people make it happen. Whether I'm podcasting, talking about gaming, talk, talking about tech stuff, whether I'm live streaming, whether I'm 3D printing and all my different outlets, patreon.com that patreon.com slash one is the best way to support me. So thank you so much for being so awesome. Patrons, here's looking at you, kid. Y'all have a good day. I'll see you next time.